something exciting. Nine, nine, nine! I will never apologize for the greatness of the United States of America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us today because we're going to tell you the truth. And you know, we're going to give you the facts to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman, things couldn't be any different here at the Capitol today. Right now, just starting down the hallway, is uh, a speech by the new Afghan leader, who is speaking to a joint meeting of the Congress. Right. But remember when Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli leader, was here? Yes. It was like State of the Union at this place. Well, today it's sort of like... Yeah, ho hum. Uh, you know, we it's got a world okay. leader here, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of members on the floor, but I bet there's a lot of staffers too to fill the seats and everything like that. It's not jammed to the gills like it was. Yeah. And this is this is very typical of a joint meeting that yeah, it'll get a little news coverage, but realistically, it'll sort of be like yeah, whatever. Uh, that was a nice speech, and we move on. Right. Now, yet a different kind of event here a few weeks ago certainly was that and the the ramifications of that you know the battle between him and president obama which in many ways looks to me like obama just uh, doesn't like him period and yeah. uh, is yeah. uh, sort of taking that frustration out on netanyahu even after uh, his re-election yeah i you're absolutely right it's i mean and they're still complaining meaning oh, yeah. some democrats and some administration officials about netanyahu look get over it okay yeah it's interesting <laughs> that's why I, I raised the personal angle because yeah. it just seems to me that that's maybe more of what it is uh, than anything else and you know uh, look in politics well it, you can I, I i've seen it around here if you really uh, focus and sort of uh, uh, perseverate on the last election and the outcome which is not one that you like you ain't going to get very far. you, you got to right. sort of uh, bite your tongue and uh, grit your teeth and realize that uh, that guy you don't like is going to be around for a few more years. Now, Jamie, are you saying that in politics is never personal? No, it's... it's listen, <laughs> per, uh, you know, that's the one... Actually, you know, that is the one thing that I think that uh, that has been lost a little in recent years is I, I don't think these guys, especially in the Congress, know each other as well or take the time to get to know each other as well. It's been sort of funny over the last few years to watch little groups of... Uh, Republicans start to become friends, and I notice them hanging out and doing things together. And lawmakers, uh, it, uh, it it helps a lot because that personal touch does mean a lot around this place. Just yeah. look at uh, what did we talk about in the last few weeks? The Defense Secretary Ashton Carter. You know, he may be implementing a lot of policies that Republicans don't like, but they know him, they trust him, yeah. they they see him yeah. as a straight shooter. Yeah. He got through on an easy vote whereas a lot of other people get hung up. So personalities do matter. You remind me of an incident one day. I was headed to Washington, D.C., boarding the flight, and a certain Georgia congressman uh, that I shall not mention, and since we have several black congressmen, he was black, and he's Democrat, and he looked at me and said, Oh, hello, Mr. Kane. I'm not sure if I should be saying hello to you, and I'm not sure if... I should even be riding on this plane with you since we have so many differences. Now, to me, it's like, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> Just because we differ on stuff, you're not you don't even want to speak to me. But that's what you're talking about. There was no hint of uh, sarcasm. No, or anything no, no, there? no, 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 no. He wasn't smiling. Wow. <laughs> 
I laughed it off. You know, there are a lot of people here, unfortunately, who um, who don't take the time to get to know people from no, the other don't. party. And I, I do think that is a mistake. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having real, legitimate policy and political differences. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that uh, that they could find their way to some deal-making by just getting to shake somebody's hand and just saying hello to them. I saw a, there was an elevator, uh, there's an elevator right off the House floor, and the other day there was a Democrat that walked up and a Republican that walked up. They stared at the floor, the elevator doors opened, they both got in, one went on one side of the elevator, one went on the other. They didn't say a word to each other, and I thought to myself, <laughs> I should just jump in and go, Congressman, I want you to meet this yeah, guy. Yeah, why don't I introduce you to two to people, okay? Now, it's sad because if you make it personal, you basically prevent finding that common ground. It is much harder to find that common ground. I know harder. that the two sides are, are, are far apart. I get that. Yeah. But I also know there's a lot to uh, to find uh, common ground on. One thing uh, I wanted to bring up that I put on my blog at jamiedupree.com, actually two things there. One, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, late yesterday set April 17th. So that is, uh, uh, let's see, that's three-plus weeks away, three-and-a-half yeah. weeks away yep. for their arguments on whether or not to lift that injunction against the president's executive action on immigration. So this is still the question of, uh, was that injunction put in by the federal judge in Texas? Is that right or should it be lifted? So they will have a two-hour hearing, which is sort of rare, and uh, that will be the next step. But by then, what, the president's executive actions will have been on hold for two months, yes. uh, over two months at that point in time. And I wouldn't expect that the, the, the Fifth Circuit would rule immediately. It would take a couple weeks, probably, and then you're going to have the question, you can appeal it on bank to the to the entire Fifth Circuit. Do we uh, you know, go toward the U.S. Supreme Supreme Court after that. So, yeah, uh, that's still going along in the courts, obviously representing the best chance for Republicans to to block that in the courts. And I just sort of sit here in D.C. and think sooner or later it's going to be across the street later this year at the U.S. Supreme Court. I think you might be right. Now, will both sides be presenting their arguments? Yes, Department of Justice on one side, and then uh, the states led by the state of Texas. That'll be the the main uh, group arguing for the injunction and against what the the president wants to do. His plan, remember, uh, boil it all down, would allow four to five million people who are here in the U.S. right now illegally, allow them to stay on a temporary basis for three years and get work permits and other benefits from the U.S. government. I do find it interesting that the Fifth Circuit didn't just jump to it when the administration now, said that they wanted to have this uh, They this did expedite hearing. things a little, but a yes, little. they did not jump like, oh, yes, sir, we're getting right, right. on that. Yeah, right. yeah. Because think about it, the administration several times has said, you got to do it by now or else, and none of the court, uh, none of the, the, the parts of the judicial branch have really jumped uh, and said how high. Well, that's encouraging. Now, over in the House relative to the budget blueprint that yesterday we talked about uh, the RSC has put one on the table. The leadership put one on the table. Is this the Queen vote coming up? Yeah, this is the Queen of the Hill that we'll queen have today. And queen of the Hill basically is a parliamentary maneuver that says, okay, we're going to have a bunch of things voted on, all on the same subject, and whichever one gets the most votes wins. Not the last one, but right. the most votes. So, for example, there's a liberal democratic plan that will be voted on. There's a black caucus plan. There's one from the, the RSC, the Republican Study Committee, more conservative. There's a, a regular Democratic Party plan. Then and there's two Republican plans, one that was approved by the Budget Committee last week and another one that has extra money added in for defense. So that's one, two, let's see, three, four, five, six different plans that will be voted on. It's most likely that the, the one, the final two, the Republican budget uh, from the committee and also then the one with the extra money for defense added on, those uh, two at the end will get the most. And it did seem yesterday, Herman, in interviewing Republican lawmakers that I don't sense drama. I think that they've, I think enough Republicans have realized that if they were to defeat these 
these plans today and not be able to produce just an outline. I mean, it's not even details. It's just a budget right. blueprint uh, that that would be a serious setback, not yeah. only for the leadership, but also for all of them, basically. Because remember, if you don't get this plan through the House and the Senate and find uh, common ground on it and pass a final version, remember, it does not have to be signed by the president. It's non-binding. If you are not able to do this, then you're not able to set up maybe using budget reconciliation as a way to try to repeal the Obama health law. Everybody here knows, obviously, if they send that bill to the president, he's going to veto it. But I think they want to do that to be able to turn around to their supporters and say, we have done what we said we would do. So this would be step one today. Vote probably around 6 o'clock, maybe a little after in the House. Eastern Time today. I just get the sense in the hallways. We don't have that sense of, oh, no, here we go. But yeah. we'll wait and see how the votes are counted. So, But the deal is, which I didn't realize it was that many, but you're saying that the one that gets the most votes is yep. the one that will eventually that go to yeah. the floor. So for a full vote, that everybody would be the final be vote on that one. one. Exactly. Oh, right. okay. Right. A, you well, know, you know, like I said yesterday, and I certainly hope that the Republicans who have been pushing for bigger cuts sooner, as well as more defense, all right, this sounds fair. All right, if your side doesn't win, Shut up, get on board so they can move forward. You know, and that's think of it, if if you're if you're the lawmaker out there that oh I don't want to vote for that final one if that's the one, here's the argument you're gonna get from the leadership. Look. I know you want this, but that's not where we're at right now. Let's keep this process moving. Get it to the final thing. Maybe you can get some things changed later on this year, but you can't just be a, a no vote just because. you got to right. get the process to move forward. And I think that's been lost on a few of the, the new people, but we'll see what happens today. Very good. What about... Uh, uh what about the speech or the event that the president is going to have relative to Obamacare? Yeah. What do you think he's going to say? Well, he just had that just a few minutes ago, and uh, he rattled off a whole bunch of uh, of uh, good sound bites that right. he had about why he thinks the Obama health law has worked. He did take a few good jabs at the Republicans in which he said, you know, I'm still waiting basically for them to come up with their own alternative. As he said that, uh, he said it's not a job killer. It hasn't been a fiscal disaster. There were no death panels and et cetera. Good you know, look, Lord. both parties look at this in a completely different manner. Manner, and that's just where we are right now. But uh, the president does make a valid point. We've talked about this on the, the issue of the GOP alternative. I mean, the, this budget plan, of course, would call for the end of the Obama health law, but it's a big blank on what exactly you know the Republicans would do to replace it. I don't but it's think. not a big blank. They, well, it, it is a big blank. saying that, Jamie. Well, it is a big blank in the sense that the Republicans, I don't think there's a plan that could go to the floor today in either the House or Senate and get a majority of votes. Uh, the, I don't, the GOP has not been able to sort of bring themselves together to figure out exactly what they want to do. They just want the current plan uh, repealed, which is fine. You can repeal the current plan. But in terms of then what's next, they while there's lots of bills, I've never said there haven't been bills, the GOP certainly has never been able to come together on what exactly they would do different. I do agree that they haven't come together. I agree with that. But there are I mean, I still well, there's go all back. kinds of plans. Don right, Price, exactly. You know, so all kinds of stuff. That's I, out I just there. reject the argument that they don't have an alternative. So, Shane, to be you were saying you weren't going to have a lot of audio from today. Just take President Obama's speech about Obamacare, and you're going to have all more audio than you thought you were going to have for tomorrow. One um, last thing, Herman. I want to send people to my blog at jamiedupree.com. I put up some figures that were just released by the IRS on federal workers who owe back taxes to Uncle Sam. Yes. You'd be surprised when you look at it at where the problems are. Some of the uh, one huge amount of uh, of workers 
workers who uh, have uh, outstanding tax bills at the Department of Housing and Urban Development and at the VA. More on my blog there, Herman. Which agency is the worst? The worst in terms of delinquency rate is HUD, followed by the VA, followed by the Education Department. Those are the three in terms of executive branch agencies. And staffers in the House of Representatives actually have a worse rate of tax delinquency than staffers over in the Senate. And tomorrow you're going to tell us what they're going to do about that. Yeah, probably. Big zero. Yes. That's your homework assignment. Actually, there is a bill. We can talk about that. We'll see you, Herman. Thanks, Jamie. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Herman Cain on the radio every day. Herman Cain on demand at HermanCain.com. Click on Cain 24-7. And another thing. The Republicans do have an alternative. They might have too many, but they have an alternative. <laughs> 